Man, it's getting weirder and weirder out there, isn't it? It's beyond politics. You'd think America would unite at some point and go, okay, let's go back 20 years and undo everything we did since then that led to the point where we have people identifying as bugs. I just added bug to my list of pronouns. So here is a very quick tutorial on how to use bug bugs pronouns in sentences. Okay, let's go. I'm meeting up with my friend Moth later. Uh, bug just dyed Bug's hair and it's this super cool green color right now. I think we're gonna go to Bug's house and play some video games. And then I think Bug said that Bug wanted to go to the store by Bug's self. Yeah, this is where we're at. Every day there's something new that somebody does that no one has ever witnessed someone say or do in human history. Like, have you ever gone to the store before and seen something like this? No, really, have you ever been shopping and seen a mother riding on a sit-down scooter with one kid who she has climb under her seat and lay down flat by the wheels and drive her around so she could shop with her? Like any normal family, if they, their kid climbed up and did that, you'd be, you'd be like, Get, what, what are you doing? Get off of there. Now the mother's ordering that she does that. Anyway, don't get me started on all this. We, we got a really good guest today. We got uh, my buddy Ryan Long, who always puts out awesome content, really funny shit. My name is Will, and not voting for Biden turned me white. Oh, yo, what's up, my fellow business associate. This was me before the election. Every celebrity, every politician, even my own family warned me that if I was black, I'd vote Biden. But I didn't listen. Then November 3rd, I woke up like this. He's really good at highlighting the absurdities of the political divide we got going on in this country. We both think there was election fraud. We just disagree on which election. What are you doing? I'm just looking for a few more votes. They're here somewhere. Let it go. Just, you let Russia go. He'll be on in a little bit. We're going to talk about all that. Oh, and I got something I want to tell you guys. You guys know the craziness I go through with these social media platforms as far as the censorship, pulling my videos down, age restrictions, you know, it just, it just never ends, right? I've been working on something and it's going to be kind of a workaround to this. So hear me out. I got a website now, joeybtunes.com. And when you go to it, it's going to ask for your email. If for any reason I get pulled from any of these platforms or something happens, I will have a direct line to you guys now to let you know my whereabouts. This is going to strictly be for announcements and anything that I think you'd be interested in. I, and, you know, if I get trapped on a plane with Trigglypuff again, maybe I could send an SOS signal out to you guys. You know, I use it for a lot of things. I mean, what is it with these flight attendants lately? I mean, you guys heard my story. I, I'm not going to bore you with that again, but I, I just got to say, I, I'm seeing and hearing more and more of these stories. I'm seeing videos. It, they're just, I don't know where this aggressiveness is coming from. I know, I know we speculated why, but you know, it's, it's just like, it's so disheartening to see it. Like it, like it used to be with the people who refuse to wear the mask. Now they've moved on to people who do wear masks, but not the ones that they like. But look what they do. Watch this. Security. 
this kid apparently had the wrong mask on like I did. And the lady's literally grabbing him and yanking him around by his shirt. I mean, he's dropping his bag. I mean, how can they do this to people? You are going to get this car. No. Yeah. I did not have your mask on. I did have my mask on. The mask you have, I gave to you. I used my own mask. You know that. The one that doesn't work. It didn't work. Okay. You have a good day, but security's coming for you. The okay. I mean, can he just start grabbing her uniform now and yanking her in different directions? You know how absurd that sounds? Yeah, but she can, though. And everyone just stares. Everyone's so scared to ever say anything. that This is why these people get away with this. Now, imagine if that lady was a police officer. With that type of temperament, if she were to pull you over, she'd probably shoot you if you had your seatbelt on wrong. You know, one thing I left out on my flight from hell was the guy sitting next to me. Nice guy. I I talked to him a bit when I first sat down. That whole incident happens with me and all the flight attendants, right? I I get off the plane. Mind you, the guy says nothing the whole plane ride as it's all happening. He stops me in the lobby and goes, hey, man, I I agree with you. They they shouldn't have done that. I said, well, I'm glad that was clear to people. And he goes, yeah, I mean, I, I would have said something to back you up, but I can't, you know. And I said to him, why not? Well, you know, it's not my place. And I'm like, no, it is. It's, it's everyone's place. It's everyone's place who finds that behavior disgusting. If everyone stood up to this behavior as it happens in real time, this behavior would end today. And he's like, yeah, I, you know, you might be right. But see, and he was nice and I shook his hand and all that. It was nothing. But see, this is the problem. Think of how many people witnessed that and are just as disgusted by it as me, and they do nothing. You're allowed to speak up when people are wrong. You know this, right? And it's funny because it always just seems to be me. I I had another incident not too long ago where once again, I'm the only one who said anything, and once again, I'm the bad guy. So I'm out to dinner, right? We're outside on a patio. We're seated next to a husband and wife with three kids, and it looked like a few other family members or friends. The kids are running around the table. They're coming over by my friends, knocking into their chairs, yelling. Parents just sitting there oblivious, just talking away. This goes on for a half hour. Then it gets to the point where the kids apparently drifted off inside of the restaurant, and now they're crawling around on the floor behind the sushi bar. Do you realize how dangerous that is with the guys working back there with knives? You could see the manager over there trying to get them back to the table. Meanwhile, the the parents are just oblivious. They have no idea what's going on, where their kids are, no concern. You know, and the poor waitresses, you could see on their face that this is a problem table. The manager brings the kids back to the table and the parents are just like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, guys, you, you got to sit down. Okay. Uh, then they just continue their conversations. Time goes by. Kids start climbing off their chairs, right back, bumping into our chairs, running around again. And, and mind you, I'm positioned. So my back is to their table. Okay. So two of them start bumping into my chair and I just sit there looking at my friends, shaking my head. Right. <laughs> Then the lady behind me must have been one of their friends or another family member. She sees me shaking my head and she goes, 
is there a problem? And I look at her and I look back at my friends like, is this lady serious right now? And she goes, what's, what's the problem? And I go, you don't, you don't see the problem? She goes, no. And I go, well, I mean, the kids are running around the whole dinner, just knocking into people. They're behind the sushi bar. I mean, like, you know how dangerous that is? Now the mother overhears me saying this, right? And she goes, what business is that of yours? And I'm like, it's everybody's business when people see kids roaming around without their parents. And she goes, is there something wrong with you? And I'm like, well, that's what I was wondering about you, actually. And <laughs> she goes, you, well, you obviously don't have kids. I said, well, if I did have kids, I wouldn't model my parenting around you. <laughs> of course, that sets her off, right? She gets up. She gets out of her chair, right? The manager comes out mid-argument. So the manager's trying to calm her down, right? But she's walking towards me, so he gets in the middle of us. I'm just sitting down at the table just going like, what in the hell is going on right now, right? And she's getting really aggressive with me, pointing fingers and all that. And the, and the manager's standing right in front of me, like like blocking her kind of. And I go, are you going to do anything about this? And I was like, get, get him out of here. And he goes, well, I'm trying to get both of you guys out of here. I'm like, what am I doing, right? So she ends up, she ends up packing up and leaving. All the kids leave and everything. They, they leave the, they, the whole family leaves the restaurant, right? The manager just walks back inside. Everybody's gone now. Now it's just me and my friends at the table, right? The waitress that was waiting on us and them comes out, and she gives me a big hug. And she goes, oh, my God, thank you for, for that. That was awesome, right? Another waitress comes out. They're buying us drinks now shots, like whatever we want, right? I mean, they're just like, we made their day, right? I go, I mean, what's up with the manager? The manager wanted to throw us out too. And he, and she goes, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care. Like, you know what I mean? I go, well, that's, that's awful. And and she says to me, she goes, do you know, I was crying in the bathroom because of the mother. The mother was so awful to me. And I go, Jesus, I'm like, what? where where is your manager in any of this? And she just rolls her eye, like, I forget about, I'm like, can I talk? I I just, I just want to ask him a few questions. And she goes, oh, he ain't going to want to come out. I go, just just go in there and just say I want to talk to him and just see what he says, right? Okay, so time goes by. She finally comes back out. She brings us some drinks or whatever. And I'm like, where is he? And she's like, oh, he won't come out. And I go, he won't come out. He guy didn't even want to talk to me, right? So I just told her, I was like, just just try again, please. And when you get him out here, stay out here with me because you're going to want to hear this, right? So <laughs> she goes back in and she tries again, right? This time, this time he actually comes out, right? And um, he, he stands there and he just says, yes, how can I help you? And I go, well, I'm just trying to figure out why you wanted to throw me out. And he goes, well, I saw you antagonizing the woman. And I go, well, did you see what they were saying to me before you walked out and saw that? And he just stares at me. I go, do, do you want to know the whole story? Then he says to me, well, I'm just going to stick to what I saw. I go, okay, so you're basically sticking with not the whole story. So then I said to him, do you realize that your waitress was crying in the bathroom? Do you care about that? And, she, and, and he looks at her to see, you know, to, to have it confirmed by her. And she nods her head, yes. Then he just looks back at me and he goes, are you done? And, and that's when I realized I'm just d- dealing with a zero. And I said, you know what? No, you know what? Never mind. You, you did a great job. You did, you did a fantastic job. You're doing great. And then he just walked away, right? You condescend me, man. The saddest part about it, and and, and this goes to the point I was trying to make earlier, 
Nobody agrees with those people, but nobody says anything. The waitresses can't because they don't want to lose their job. So they're muzzled (laughs) and they got to cater to them and put up with it. The manager won't because he's got the backbone of a fish. He's trying to play the middle. That's what he's trying to do, which causes these situations to continue. The, The moment those kids were behind the sushi bar, he should have put his foot down and said, to the family, look, it's very dangerous back there. We, we ask you to keep your eyes on the kids. The, the waitresses carry plates. The path needs to be clear so the kids don't knock into them. I feel like that's a reasonable request. But he says none of that. And that's why it continues. Now, everyone's at risk and we got to suffer. And when it blows up, he just wants everyone gone now. Like, he doesn't really do anything. I mean, what a fucking zero of a person. How weak are you? But see, this is the thing. The, the, the mix between that mindset, people strapped to their jobs, and bystanders who don't want to get involved are literally why people act like this and get away with it. Because there's never any consequences. Like, if a family did that in medieval times and talked shit to one of the other tables that were affected by it, swords and chains would be pulled out. But see, it wouldn't have even gotten to that because whoever organized the dinner, you know, the equivalent of the manager today, like, he would have laid the hammer down. It's like they would nip it in the butt early. Oh, my God. Anyway, let's switch gears because now I'm getting upset. Let's talk comedy. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's get to my guest. When me and Brad first met, I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on everything. Your, Your racial, racial identity is the most important thing. thing. Everything, everything should be looked at through the lens of race. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Damn. We both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them, we both think minorities are a united group who think the same and act the same. And vote the same. You don't want to lose your black card. Sorry, I don't know. I just think we should roll, roll back, back discrimination laws so we can hire based on race again. Jinx, now you owe me a Coke. Hey, tell them what you told me yesterday. White actors should only do voices for white cartoon characters. I've been saying that for years. Stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree. It is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial dating. All I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? Did Boomer put you up to this? Ugh, you know that taco place is white-owned? White people should be making white foods, like Kraft macaroni and cheese, no seasoning, not even salt. It's like he's a mind reader. I mean, I've been pushing for segregation forever, and my man does what? I created an improv comedy show exclusively for ethnic people. Guy segregates comedy on my birthday. White people need to stop wearing dreadlocks, and they need to stop appropriating black people's music. Shaved heads and country music, the way God intended. You know all white people are racist. I'm listening. Even if you have a black wife or a black friend group, you're still really racist. You know we just kicked a guy out of the organization for having a black girlfriend, but if you can promise me he's still really racist, we'll consider letting him back in. Black people should only shop at black businesses. I guess the only thing we really disagree about is I think white people are the root of all evil. But what did I tell you, though? If we can narrow that down to a certain group of tiny-hatted white people, I think we can come to an understanding. Technically, I don't consider Jewish people white Neither do I. All right, so my next guest is a master in the art of highlighting the absurdities of our political divide in America. Hilarious stand-up comedian, Canadian born and bred, now residing in New York City. You can catch him on the Boys Cast podcast, my friend Ryan Long. What's up, buddy? Fellas, fellas, fellas. There's the real New Yorker out here. The real one, yeah. I want to know. I'll tell you, this is, 
just started happening this week, but outside of my house is out of control. And is it? lately, yeah, it will just uh, like everyone just nonstop fighting, selling garbage or whatever. But th- there's a new yeah. thing where these guys have been doing crack in my doorway. And I was thinking, I was just laughing to myself like today. Cause I walk by and they'll be doing crack and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry guys, I'm sorry, really apologize. And I'm like, and I just like walking on my stairs, being like, why am I apologizing to them? They're smoking crack in my doorway. It's because you're Canadian, yeah, and <laughs> you and you've entered. I was like, it's funny because you're coming from Canada, where you guys have like the reputation of breeding some of the nicest people on the planet, and you yeah, move to exactly. New York City, which has the reputation of being the rudest place on earth. And not only that. <laughs> um, not only that, but you're now entering old New York because, you know, New York was cleaned up for a while. Like, and now Not it's kind of getting back to the way that it was when I grew up in the 90s with, you know, like all the shit that you're seeing. It, was, it wasn't always I'll like that. I'll tell you that. what, there was, because uh, I use film, I always film my like street videos at like Union Square, or like right. a lot of times I do them there. Yeah. And it, it, when I first moved here, it was kind of, you know, a lot of normal people and a lot of crazy people. And slowly that's become all crazy people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and again, well, location, cause I'm like, I can't just interview homeless dudes. <laughs> You know, what's funny is that uh, last time I saw you, we were in West Virginia. Have you ever been to West Virginia before? No, I never, I never been there. But, Me neither. Uh, Dude, I'm convinced that's where I got COVID. But I, I don't... Yeah. I don't think it was at the show From that the we Patriots. did. Yeah, but dude, I don't think I was at the show he did. I just think West Virginia just is COVID. Like, like once once you cross state lines, you just immediately get infected with something. There were dudes at that thing where it was like, you know what I mean? They'd be like, you go, anyone think about the vaccine? Like, I'd rather drink a box of COVID. Like, people were pretty against it. Right? I got to ask you, dude, from, from being from Canada, because I'm, I'm fascinated now, because we're, we're so different in, in certain ways. Is it true in Canada as a stand-up comic that it's basically illegal to make jokes criticizing the government? Is that true? No, that's... That's one of those things where I feel like it's getting increasingly harder to find out what is the truth. Even like when you think of like the Australia thing right now, right? You yeah. know, some people are on the internet being like, you know, it's a concentration camp. And then I know right. people in Australia that are like, no, it's not. And I remember even when yeah. I moved here, people would be like, healthcare, if you if you uh, get if you break your wrist, it takes, you know, you'll see people on these radio stations be like, it takes two years to even get a cast. And I was like, that's not right. true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I never really know. But it, the thing is that this was kind of like the Jordan Peterson thing and Mike Ward, and this is true in Canada. You can get sued by the hu- you get a human. We have a human rights tribunal that does fine people, and you know uh, it's illegal to talk about certain things. It's uh, rare, but okay. that one is real. Okay. So Mike Ward, who was like one of the famous dudes, who basically what happened with him? He talked about this. Um, he basically did a joke about there was this like kid who had like a basically like a disability and he was supposed to die and he did some version of like a make a wish and he okay. didn't die. Right. And then Mike Ward's joke was something along the lines of you got to die, right? <laughs> like we're going to, you know, but like it's almost like the obvious joke like right, right. right. Do the it's, it's easy. make all the money and right, sure. right. It becomes this huge thing. He's getting sued for like 100 grand and all this stuff. The court case Damn. goes on for two or three years. Eventually he won his case, but that was he's very successful and he's you know this was almost a publicity thing for him and mike Ward's a man by the way but right. the um there's a lot of people 
not a lot, but like three or four that have had this happen to them that are like nobodies. There's some open micer from like Edmonton that called yeah. some girl like a cunt or something like that. Yeah. Gets, it comes a big press story. The Human Rights Tribunal gets involved. This guy's like a barback that does like open mic comedy and he gets yeah. fined like 25 grand or something like that. So there was Ooh. some wild cases of real stuff. But it's oh, not wow. like a threat, like you're on stage and okay. it's like China where there's like a guard at the door, like <laughs> right. kind of, hey, just, we're watching you. But, but yeah. apparently, like, I think if something becomes a big issue, it, it can be trouble, yeah. So do you feel like it's a bit of a sense of release uh, to to do stand up in this country, where you can really just say whatever you want about anybody for the most part. I mean, you know, you get the backlash of the cancel culture. But as far as like legalities, like you're not going to really get sued unless you really defame somebody's character and get personal. Like, I mean, do you do you sense a difference? Is it yeah. more it, like you don't have to really watch what you say as much here versus doing stand up? And like, can you tell I a would difference? Say the, so this is not just Canada, but probably a, a million places other than United States that speak yeah. English. It's just like, because America's so big that there's room for like a counterculture. So, yeah. but the same way that the smaller the place, the less room there is for dissent, which is the same reason why if you go to like Portland or something, they're the most like militant places because there's, there's cultures like small, right? So yeah. in Canada, there's only 30 million people. So there's not room for like, the mainstream, you know, corporate, here's your opinions you're supposed to have. And then also like a thriving alternative to that. There just right. isn't enough people. So in America, that's the good thing about it. You have your like, here's the corporate mainstream slop that you're supposed to, the Foo Fighters of comedy <laughs> or whatever, right? That you're supposed to like. And then, but there is room for, look at people like you that are making money and, you know, doing a good living, you know, doing this other thing. Like we don't have another version of that there. Gotcha. So the freedom comes like from the ability to actually make a living, not being in these like systems and paths. So to I me, gotcha. that's the like best part of it. Whereas in Canada, like the actual threat of yeah. like getting sued or whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't, that's not something I would never, none of us would ever think of. Gotcha. To be honest, like you can... That there's those cases where that's a nobody, but like for someone like me that kind of you know had some TV shows and stuff, like if I'm being completely honest, I should be yeah. so lucky that I become like a big news story because I'm getting sued <laughs> for my jokes. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Comedians yeah, yeah, have that if luxury. The, if the Canadian government, yeah, yeah. If the Canadian <laughs> government decides that they're coming down to like sue me for fifty grand, that'd be the best fifty yeah. grand I ever spent. I'll oh, tell you that a- absolutely. You'd make that back in no time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like an investment. It's like, yeah, bring it Dude, on. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, my board does like arenas in Quebec. Well, you know, what's funny too, man. As I think about you too, it's like coming again, going back to, you know, you're kind of a fish out of water out here. It's like, do you, you, you guys must see the tense political divide that we have so in this tense. country. Like it's getting nasty. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like Republican versus Democrat, Fox News versus CNN. Like everybody's on a team here. It's like the Lakers versus the Warriors. Nobody's looking at yeah. ideas. They just see a Democrat, Republican. And if you're on the opposing team, they don't even listen to you. And then you got guys like us floating around with no allegiance to a team, listening to everybody, coming up with our own ideas, just sitting back writing jokes about the absurdities of the majority of the country flinging shit at each other. I mean, I feel like this has been a comedy goldmine for somebody like you who creates skits based off of the absurdity of it all. I, I'd say that anytime that in, in skits, anytime the like general consensus is like 
silly, that's yeah. the, that it is a good time, right? Because you go, yeah. everyone is like, it's kind of the same thing as um, the most people that you want to make fun of is the dumbest opinions that think they're the most right. Right. Which used to be, you know, probably more the like Bill O'Reilly's of the world. But yeah, right. now it is, you know, some college kid that they think they're so right. Or even, to be honest, I think college kids, they, they people use that as a reference. But really, millennials are probably worse, like a 30-year-old millennial. Because mm -hmm. they're a little more like militant in their uh, opinions, I think. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like that person right now has some wild opinions and they think they're so right and you're right. on both sides. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that anytime people, not only do they have wild opinions, but they're like so convinced that you're yes. like the devil for not thinking this. I think yeah. that's a funny time to that, be able to point. That. And it's a good time to like mess with people too. Yeah, it's like free material in a way because everybody's so heated. And it's funny because I love watching like two opposing figures on CNN or Fox have a debate. Like like when you take- I videos about that. I know, dude. That's, that's why I'm bringing it up. It's great, dude. I oh. love what you do, man. It's like when you, you take two people on, on two opposite sides of the spectrum and they start debating. It always gets heated. And there and there's always one of them. This is what I hate about this, though. Like, like in a serious note, it's like they there's always one of them that can't answer a simple yes or no question. And even I'm sure you could relate to this too. Even doing comedy, it's like when you you like short circuit these people with like certain questions that like <laughs> fuck up their whole. You know what I mean? It's like they they yeah. know that you just destroyed their whole fucking angle, but they won't ever acknowledge it. And then the worst of that is when you see like our American media, like when they pit two talking heads get uh, next to each other it's like there's always one person that just can't answer a simple yes or no question and to me when it gets to that point and you can't answer you lose like sir yes or no and you're Are, obviously lying yeah it's like, yeah it's like that's I mean? the that's the total reveal to me like sir yes or no are riots bad well if you look at what happened back in the early 1900s <laughs> no no let's look at the answer yes or no well, <laughs> well what about what trump said no what about the fucking answer when people can't answer that i, I never want to ever listen listen to anything that person has to say ever again you should be able to answer yes or no and if it's a mix of both you can answer with you know in a way in a way yes and in ways no and here's the reason why but just avoiding answering that is a complete reveal to me that 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 question and the answer that comes with it will just completely collapse your argument so you just do anything to avoid it i hate that yeah, I agree. It's very you know what like, I mean? what are we supposed to, supposed to think on this? Well, it's like, and then they have to lie, but like, you know, even like how kind of BLM was coming out being like, hey, we're against vaccine mandates or whatever. Like, right. I just love the idea of going to like a Hollywood guy and being like, hey, so BLM's against vaccine mandates. So do you support BLM or the mandates? And they're yeah. like, well, BLM. So I guess I'll put you down against mandates. No, I support the mandates <laughs> against BLM. I'll put you down for that. <laughs> That's like, what I'm talking That's about. It's just, it's just like- If you think all of the things that you're supposed to think- Mm -hmm. uh you're if every single one of your opinions you're probably lying right so it's obviously not the case right and it's like the the same people that are on both sides it always makes me laugh where you know when you have someone that's kind of like uh you know you can't say this or whatever and it's yeah. like hey if you were born or if you were born over there you'd be protesting abortions like you were just whatever the the thing is that everyone thinks where you live you just want to be a hall monitor for it. You're born yeah. to be a hall monitor. And right, wherever right. you were born, you'll find the thing to be a hall monitor for.
That's so true. And then, and then you got like our media just fans the flames of those people, you know, and gets them even more worked up. And it's funny because you brought up a good point in one of your past videos about how all these talking heads of the mainstream news, like the opinionated ones, they're all content creators. <laughs> like you said, like Don yeah. Lemon is a content creator. It's it, dude, it, that's so funny because it's like it's like the 24 hour news cycle created this where they have to constantly like upload new content. Like they have to find things to be upset about. Just like a YouTuber's on a schedule to put out a video every day. Like, like they got to find something to grab you. It's all ratings based. They're all looking for views, keeping you captivated. Everything's dramatized, sensationalized. I'm just waiting for Anderson Cooper to be like, don't forget to like and subscribe. Like once that happens, <laughs> CNN is like officially a YouTube channel. It's hilarious. It should be. And dude, it's like, do you know how much like viewers, like, do you see that thing going around where Anderson Cooper gets 300,000 viewers like an episode or something like that? There's like Dude. 250K or something, like some wild low numbers where you're like, this is crazy. The same way there's a lot of Comedy Central shows like will be like pushed in your face and you're like 200,000 people like watch this on like primetime or whatever. Right? Well, dude, why do you- <laughs> Anderson Cooper. Yeah, yeah. And like... that's why they have such reverence. Like, that's the problem. It's like, it, I guess you can blame, like, you know, you're right to like point out the news, but I'm kind of, it's one of those things where, yeah, they're kind of being what they're going to be uh, to try to get clicks. But right. they've always been doing some version of that. That were the idiots for listening to, to <laughs> right. thinking these people matter. You know, right. what I mean? that is. It's true. like when they were before going, "Oh, crimes up in your neighborhood." It's like, yeah. no, we're the idiots for being scared to leave our house because they told us to. They're going to do what they're going to do. I know. So I think that the, the people should. Well, uh, but yeah, I guess when also they go, if you disagree with them, by the way, like you're going to fired from your job because that's like the gospel. So like, that's a, the combination of the tread lightly with your opinions because yeah. it's very tumultuous. You say the wrong thing, you're fired combined yeah. with these people are all shoving crappy opinions down your throat for money. The, yeah. That like combination is a bad mix. <laughs> it, it really is dude. And you're right, man. It's always bad. It's always fear. It's always like, crime this watch out for like to your point where it's like people don't want to go outside they're they're paranoid and it's like don't don't people ever see every time when they turn on the news when they never you mean to say that there's not like a kid like a prodigy kid somewhere planting flowers for like old people like he should be the headline of the fucking news like you mean <laughs> to say there's not like that like you know what i mean like we found this kid who's this really honest kid and he's going around helping old people crush it like that kid exists like ha give him a fucking 60 minute yeah. interview like wouldn't that fucking inspire people to like do good and know that there's actually good people out there instead of all the bad that's going on it's like doesn't that throw a red flag in your head when you turn on the news like why would you subject yourself to that you know what i mean like they're not looking out for us it doesn't bleed and it doesn't lead that's what i'm saying <laughs> they have, man uh, they, they talk they have more critical race theory to talk about oh it's so gross man well you know one thing canada and america have in common is that we never get the type of leader we really want either like like prior to this year I, I don't know how much i don't know a lot about your your prime minister trudeau but dude yeah, that, they don't have term limits so he's they've, they're there for a while dude that guy's something else i i didn't know a he, lot about he is, him he honestly is something else it's he, legitimately a first-year college kid running the country dude <laughs> that's a fun. really good way to put it he, he does this he does this thing i notice where he'll and i'm just learning about his behavior he's wild there are are definitely more than 25 people in this fairly tight and crowded space and provincial law in Ontario currently limits indoor gatherings to 25 people. 
Are you breaking the spirit, if not the letter of the law, to hold a party event and lecture the Premier of Ontario on vaccine passports? So now he knows he can't answer because that would just ruin everything that he said. So he just pretends. I love this. He pretends he didn't hear it and just answers with something that has nothing to do with the point the guy made. I think Canadians are facing a really important choice right now. The big decisions about our future, they're being made now and in the coming months by your government. I'm not sure that was an answer to my question. So did you get special clearance to hold an event that exceeds current crowd capacity in Ontario indoors? This journalist pressed him and he goes, that had literally nothing to do with what I just asked you. Like, and then Trudeau just says the same thing again. Like there must be a book. Uh, we're gonna continue to do everything we can uh, to uh, keep people safe. We will always follow public health guidance. We will follow the best recommendations of uh, the uh, public health experts advising our campaign. He doesn't care. Yeah, he, he doesn't like, care. He's not. He's Teflon. <laughs> yeah, it's like sort of like Donald Trump was for a minute with the, his base. But it's like, dude, he does all the stuff too, right? He comes yeah. out and he does like the land acknowledgement, says his pronouns. Like he's so all in. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But the the reason why he has such a stronghold, the same way that kind of like, do you know how uh, Gavin Newsom can kind of do what he wants to some degree in LA? Because it's like, it's probably unlikely that a conservative is going to like win that thing. True. Maybe... Maybe California, uh, but not like you know, maybe not not like the mayor of Lo- like New York, of New York or Los Angeles or Portland. Like it's just not going to happen, right? So it's like right. it's a guaranteed seat, and yeah. he has that. Whereas here, the Republicans in America understand that if they want to be the opposition in post-Trump years, you're going to have to accept that everyone's going to call you bad names. That's kind of what it is, right? Yeah. But the Republicans in uh canada they don't want to be called bad names and stuff so they Uh, it's like they still think that they can like that people will like them so they kind of are like no we just you know we're it's fisc we're just fiscally we want to uh close up the spending a little but 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 we're not racist and with and everyone he's like they don't care they're gonna call you all the bad names so it's either you can get a base revved up or not right and it's like yeah yeah they won't do the thing so they'll never win they're just gonna keep losing because they won't do the stuff that whatever that the republicans do here that allows them to get votes so that's kind of the game now that it's like pro wrestling it totally is it's funny you said that it's like they don't want to be called names they don't want to like they don't want that confrontation it, it, make, it brings it in my head a clip that i seen a trudeau he was like outside of a restaurant or something and some guy took a selfie with him and then as he's taking the selfie with him he like called him a piece of shit or something and then trudeau just was <laughs> like hey well have, have a nice day sir and it's like they just yeah. it's like it's like dude if that was like i feel like cuomo or someone would like punch the guy in the face or something you know what i mean like you can't like an old school new yorker like you can't just fucking do that like right. but then the you know the trudeau's just like have a nice day sir and i was like that's the most fascinating human behavior like you could say anything to that guy and he'll just be like have a good day have a good day your mother's a piece yeah. of shit have a good day <laughs> It's also like the boss that's like, you know, uh, the boss right now that has all the the young people being like, we need to do this and this and this. And it's and thinking like, oh, OK, if I give them all their stuff, like they'll, you know, leave me alone. And it was like, no, yeah. if you give them all their stuff, it'll be worse. So like yeah. you'd have no chance of winning these people. They, they hate you. They see you as their enemy. 
And the, but you're like, oh no, these are well, I, we can be on the same side. I'm not racist. Like no, they hate you. So whether what do you do? I think the idea is you just don't want to be around people ideally that like despise you. But if you're in this case, you not only like is it they are actually your opponents too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's true. There's no there's no benefit of not. It's just that's the game right now. If you want to be a politician, you probably have to kind of you know, stay wild shit and be uh, like provocative the same way everyone else does. It's so crazy, man. I just, I can't, I, I it's like, I don't, I don't even like politics, but it's kind of like, Not you know, boring, but it became culture. Like that's why yeah. everyone says, even like the videos, you know, I'm sure you talk about like this stuff and like, I mean, obviously you do, I know that you do, but I'm like, you know, I'm sure you don't like love talking about Trump or whatever, but it's like no. the truth is like that wasn't politics, that was culture, and they, yes. they were very, very intertwined. So to be like having to make it like a video on Donald Trump and be like, oh, you're into politics, it's like, I mean, yeah, I don't really think you have to be into politics to having like an opinion on Donald Trump. Very true. Have an opinion on like Congress people is like having a, you know, right? No, you're you're right, and it's like I try to I tell people too, it's like. I what I do is I I focus on behavior. I I focus on odd crazy I agree, yeah. behavior, right? So it's like how the hell am I not going to touch some of these political figures with their the type of behavior that they have, all the hypocrisy. It's like I have to go into that, but it's funny how you can get pigeonholed if you focus on like too many Democrats or too many Republicans like, "Oh, he's on the right, he's on." It's like, "Dude, I don't care about any of that." It's like, "I like look yeah. at this behavior. This guy says one thing and he does another." I don't if it was some like a like a a celebrity that did that, I'd make a video about it but unfortunately our politicians are all of that not all of them but it's like that that behavior is so thick in that world that it's like how do you not touch those subjects you know what i mean like yeah it's again it's another comedy gold mine do you that's exactly what it is it's the behavior thing and i've like kind of thought some version of like that for myself where yeah. okay it's the same thing as if you go like in comedy, imagine someone was making fun of like the Bitcoin guys or whatever, right? Yeah. Is that making fun of Bitcoin? No, it's like, no. Is that like, you're like, you're making, you don't really need to know anything about Bitcoin to be like the type of guy that's at the bar always yes. talking about cryptocurrency. It's like a type of guy, or if you're making fun of the type of guy that's a DJ or whatever, you're not, so a lot of times you're like, no, I'm making fun of like the type of person that's in Hollywood that, you know, pretends that they care about politics and they don't, or the type of person that their whole identity became Donald Trump or whatever it may be, right? You're, exactly. you're making fun of like the type of person that does these tropes and like what that looks like in the hypocrisy rather than the actual, you're not making fun of the thing because if it was just one guy doing the thing and it wasn't a million people that were being weird about it, it wouldn't be funny. It's only funny because it became this like cultural meme of people doing it in an odd way. Spot on. And it's funny because not a lot of people can grasp that so when they see you on the surface level talking about a guy who's on their team they go oh he's on the other yeah, team it's like it it's is. clever and it's also rational it's kind of like you're coming from like a you're taking a step back from the you know the pit fight that's happening and going like see this guy's acting like a crazy bird here's this and that you know and it's funny it's like you, you we dive into that world there's another world now that i'm i like i feel like is primed to dive into and i know you dived into it a little bit but like, I almost just don't want to. It's the, it's the metaverse. Like what, what is the metaverse? I, it's like, I only I made one video about it. I, I know I saw you're starting to, okay, good. Cause I feel like you'll relate to this. It's like, it's like, I almost refuse to even acknowledge that they're trying to make 
this a thing? Like, I like I see these videos of Zuckerberg popping up, explaining it, and and like the second I see it, I just scroll past it. I don't even want to acknowledge it exists. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just got to find something to wear. All right, perfect. Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hi, Hi, Mark. What's up, Mark? I think there's like this element of Zuckerberg. There's like a race to own the crypto space. And Mm. I think that, you know, Zuckerberg's making a play to, you know, kind of get ahead of being the marketplace of like AR and VR and like these decentralized, you know, uh, marketplaces or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think they're making a bet on that. It's also coming at a time where like they were going through a lot of flack and wanted to rebrand. And to be honest, like, yeah, his vision of what it is, dude, it's no one's ever been able to make VR, AR, like, you know, in tech, they use the word like it's not sticky where everyone tries the product and they're like, oh, that's great. But you never really do it again. Right. Or play, you know, play the game again. Yeah. Or it's like a person that you meet up with and you go, oh, that person was fine, but you never really kind of want it. You're never like, oh, where are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> VR is that. It's like everyone tries it. And even if you go to the cool things, you're like, you kind of leave being like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. And then- you never really have the, I don't know, I've never met anyone that's, go, oh, I got to do this more. So it, right. I don't know, it just doesn't, it's not really connecting in a way. And a lot of it's the, you know, the goggles and the masks don't work that good. A lot of it's that, you know, all the things that they're proposing you can do. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you go play poker with people. And it's like, wh- why is that better? Okay, imagine me and you are Zooming right now. Like, is there yeah. really anything added if we kind of have avatars and it feels like we're, in 3D, I can see you. It's like, who gives a shit? I don't know. I don't really know. This is me talking out of my ass right now, by the way. I don't, I could be like misrepresenting, but to me, I just don't get what's better about it. Like, it seems like they're replacing something that doesn't need to be replaced to some degree. Yeah, real life. They're replacing real life <laughs> and human interaction. Like, they they don't want, you know, it's like, well, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, right, they're tar- you're having sex with like this thing. And you're like, your chick yeah, dude. That's what I was saying. Imagine walking in on your chick, like, and she's like with a dude in AR, like, she's like, <laughs> like a dick. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? She's like, it's just, I'm just, it's porn. What's yeah, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> this attachment isn't real you know it's like well <laughs> no dude that's so right though it's like but there is see dude there is an audience for that it's like i think we just don't know people like that you know what i mean but there are out there like dude it's like it's the people that like fucking played War- world of warcraft for like 10 months like it's that buddy that just disappeared but they haven't stopped playing world of warcraft and started doing that though it's not like catching on. But when there's like a penis attachment or something to, to you know, like then they might transition. You know, like, dude, sex it's rules, you know, porn. Like, it's always <laughs> yeah, it's porn, one. dude. That's the connector. Dude, I don't know if you remember this, though, but um, there used to be this game and I only knew about it through like a documentary or something that was big, maybe like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I, I don't know, but it was called. uh Oh, what was it called? Like Afterlife or something life where it was basically the metaverse. It was like a like a role playing game where you literally had an avatar and you go go in there and it's got stores and stuff and you could 
create your own business in the store and sell stuff and but as the avatar and there'd be like little you could find these clips i wish i could remember the name of so people, and people could were look making this money up. making money for real and I, I think it was a niche audience but there was enough people on there where people were obsessed with this and you lived through the game like you'd meet women in the game and like do yoga <laughs> with them and go on retreats and shit like that like there's a funny clip on youtube oh, of and people were like leaving their wives and stuff like that for these people yes in the game yes I, yes i think i've seen a few of those kind of stories. dude there yeah. was like a mtv true life or something on this this is how old this probably is but um a dude from canada like met somebody from massachusetts or something on there and they were like dating in the game for like two years or something going on little vacations in the game and shit like that yeah. and they're all like couples and stuff like that and then like he goes <laughs> literally never meets her before and goes and just um, immediately moves in with her like never met this person they're like ah, eh, we know enough about each other like moved in she had kids and everything you've seen this okay i <laughs> yeah. knew you must this have seen this saw. yeah and then like within like a day they're already arguing like in the garden like you know what I mean? <laughs> that's exactly the one you've yeah, seen one. this right and then <laughs> they broke off at the end yeah. and it was like he left his whole family for this and stuff like that. But I feel like that was the precursor to the metaverse. That was the metaverse. Because isn't that what they want to do? Like you just it give up your whole exactly life. You that. trade in your whole life and now you're just you live for your fucking screen now. Like I mean, I guess we're halfway there. They want to be a hub that can, you know, kind of uh be the like the, the hub and marketplace for all of these transactions that are going to be taking place all over the place. Like they want to right. be like essentially the marketplace. That's the, I think the play for all of this stuff. But yeah, if you were the, I, I love the idea of, especially when you're talking about uh, like the going on your a vacation with your chick. It's like, <laughs> so basically like you're just in, instead of like actually having to go to Cuba to fight, you can just fight like from uh, you're just in the same room with helmets on fighting. <laughs> totally. Totally. You could just close your window out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just minimize your window and that's you going in the other room. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're sitting beside each other, like, in your bed, both with your helmets on, like, bickering. But you're like, yeah, but we're actually fighting in a pool. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> we're on a but we're on a boat fighting. We're dude, having that's, the same argument. That's somebody's life. <laughs> like, that's somebody. <laughs> but see, this is why you and I cannot relate to her. Like, what are they trying to do? It's like, it's people that probably just don't enjoy the social aspect of life as much as somebody like you and I, you know what I mean? And it's, it's why people get so consumed with like this alternative universe. It's like an escape. It's, it really is a drug. I mean, they have rehab programs for like video games and shit, just like they have rehab really? programs. Oh, they do. Yeah. And I, I noticed those popping up like over a decade ago. Um, I don't know if there's like exclusive rehab centers just specifically for video That's games. That's funny but, to like yeah. talk to your, like a chick on a date and it's like, you know, I should tell you I'm in recovery right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like for what? Like heroin, oxycot? Yeah. Like, nah, like a uh, fucking yeah. World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? Uh, yeah, you start, some of the kids walk by, they're talking about it. You're like, I might need to call my sponsor. <laughs> I'm getting the hankering. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's like gambling, right? Like gambling's not, like, it's not a substance you inject, you know? It's like, it's a fucking, no. like, you, it's an escape. People I, are looking yeah, for an escape. Certain. I get that. But the, it's like, even when they, the descriptions of all the things, like when they replace gambling, I remember Zuckerberg was talking a lot about, it's like, and uh, Elon was like, 
all the meetings you can have. Like imagine you have your meeting with the people and it's like your things there. It's like, this sounds like very minimally better than what we got now. I know. know. None of it sounds like that crazy much of an improvement. I know. And the only difference, the only difference that I've ever been able to sort of understand for, in terms of work productivity, instead of like having two or three screens, you have your glasses and you kind of like, okay, so I have maybe if I'm editing or whatever, it's like, oh, I can pull up my emails from like over here. Right. 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 Like stuff like that. it, That'd be fun. And that's another thing where it's like the privacy thing. Like before yeah. people have to get into your phone and get your passcode. Now they just yeah. take your glasses when you fall asleep <laughs> and the people take the glasses off and they've got all your stuff. They're in there transferring your bank statements around. <laughs> oh, dude. It's so funny, man. Well, look, man, this, this was, bro. this was fun, man. Like what do you, what do you got coming up? Where are you, are you doing, uh, where are you going to be? Where so do you I got, got the, my podcast, the boys cast with Ryan long at youtube.com slash Ryan long comedy released, uh, every Friday. And then I released a sketch every Monday at a, again, at Ryan long comedy on everything. And, uh, my, uh, my, uh, patreon.com slash the boys cast right on. Dude, this was a pleasure, yeah. man. I'm sure we'll cross paths again. Um, of course, th- bro. This- You're the man, dude. We had so much fun hanging out when we were at that. Oh, dude, we're, we're going to do it again. Trust me. Trust me. I, we'll, yeah, we'll if, we're, if you're ever in New York, maybe we should do, like, we could do a sketch together or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I uh, I haven't been home in a while. So I'm, I'm due for a trip, man. So I'll definitely hit you up and we'll figure something out. Come through, yeah. All right, dude. Okay. Um, hey, guys, this was fun. See you next time. 